This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Canada has fallen in line with the U.S. and Europe and has expelled four Russian diplomats over the poisoning of an ex-spy in Britain. Stateside, 60 diplomats have been thrown out and the Seattle consulate is being shut down. The rationale for that is that uh, it is too close to a U.S. naval base. Uh, The Americans say there are just too many Russian operatives in their country. Russia, of course, denies it had anything to do with the poisoning in the city of Salisbury, which has left Sergei, Sergei Skripal and his daughter Yulia in critical condition. So um, what does this all mean? Is there kind of a new Cold War flaring up? Uh, we're going to go to Michael Tobe, who is a public affairs analyst and political commentator. Hi, Michael. Hey, how are you doing, Libby? Fine, how are you? Very good, thank you. So, uh, there seems to be a kind of escalation, uh, you know, uh, between the West and Russia. Yes. No, there definitely is. I mean, I wouldn't go as far to say that it's a new Cold War emerging, but you're right. I mean, things have not been quite this tense in a while. But it's an interesting thing if you actually make a juxtaposition to the fact that just a few days ago, uh, U.S. President Donald Trump congratulated, and I'll put that in quotations, Vladimir Putin on being reelected as Russia's president in an election that I think was as far from being democratic as anything you can actually see. You know, not quite as bad, obviously, as what happened in countries like Cuba under the late Fidel Castro, but you know how, unfortunately, these things are manipulated in countries like Russia as well. So you juxtapose that. They're apparently a, manipulated in countries like ours, too. Well, let's hope not to the same extent. Well, let's certainly just, not. Exactly. But, um, you know, so you juxtapose that where Trump was directly told not to engage with Mr. Putin, don't phone him. He was told by political advisors. He was told by the FBI, the CIA, and others who know a fair bit about this, but obviously he chose to ignore them and went ahead. But you juxtapose that with the fact that he now had to follow along with other Western nations, and rightly so, including our country, Canada, in basically expelling all of these various Russian diplomats for being involved in the, um, in the poisoning, as you said, of the ex-Russian spy, Mr. Skripal, and his daughter, Yulia. Um, it is kind of fascinating to see that happen, because in just a few days, Donald Trump's attempt, anyway, to build a bridge with Russia, which he's been trying to do since he became U.S. president and even before then, is obviously going to be gutted to some degree based on the fact that he had to go along with other Western allies and punish the Russians for, even though they've denied it, what they most likely did to this, you know, this former uh, spy. Uh, I I just want you say he had to. Um, He doesn't uh, seem to behave in a manner that, that indicates he thinks he has to do anything. No, that's absolutely true. I agree with you. But I think he sensed here, as other Western nations were moving along with it, that safety and security must be of the primary concern for any Western democracy, including the United States. 
And look, even a few days ago, we saw Donald Trump saying that it's unfortunate that the, the Russians were involved. It's looking likely that they were involved. I think he realizes that no matter how many bridges he wants to build for whatever his personal reasons are or purposes are, that in a case like this, you have to go against the Russians because what they did, irrespective of the fact that they're denying it, which most people would have assumed, what they most likely did was offensive, was awful, and unfortunately is also part of the nature of the game as to how double agents like Mr. Skripal are often treated. You just can't let them get away with it, and I think that's why he opted in this one case not to stand alone, but to align with the other forces of freedom and basically punish the Russians. Do you think there might have been any thought that if he uh, goes along with this one, that might help him in his claims that he had no collusion with the Russians regarding his election? It certainly can't hurt. I mean, I think that would obviously show a dividing line, if nothing else. Um, I mean, obviously, Mr. Trump, throughout the entire process, has denied any involvement with the Russians. And even until, even during the time that the FBI and CIA both confirmed in their own minds that there had been meddling by the Russians, although it didn't change the course of the 2016 U.S. presidential election, Mr. Trump didn't even go along with that for a period of time, too. But yes, I agree with you. I think that even though uh, Robert Mueller's investigation after 14 months and costing somewhere in the neighborhood of between 120 to 150 million dollars of which that all that is the taxpayers money has accomplished very little i still think that mr trump wants to obviously bridge or make a break between himself and russia as much as he possibly can and i agree with him as other world leaders obviously do with countries that they don't necessarily like that there are relations you sometimes have to build political, economic, foreign policy, and otherwise, that are important for world affairs. But to have a personal relationship may not necessarily be the best thing to do, especially in cases like this. So, yes, I would think that Mr. Trump, who obviously had probably several reasons as to why he did it, part of it is also because he just wants to make sure that his hands are completely clean from Russia entirely, especially with affairs like this. So I think you're right, Libby. Okay, uh, 30 seconds. What would you like to leave us with on this? I think basically the important thing here is that although a lot of people like to say that Trump is a puppet of Russia, that's what a lot of his opponents like to say, and a lot of people on the political left, and while there's certainly no question that Mr. Trump is an imperfect individual, as the Stormy Daniels affair has shown, it still shows that once in a while Donald Trump is at least willing to think above a certain bar and move ahead of certain walls and barriers and realize that he has to basically, if he wants to have America first and operate with America first, he has to put America's interests ahead of his own personal interests. And that's the case here with Russia, I believe, as well. Okay, once in a while. Michael Tobe, thanks so much for that. My pleasure. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. And that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today. We now break for traffic and news. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.